Spring training is here. Pitchers and catchers of all 32 teams reporting by the end of this week. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sportsman by Zach Kreiser of Yahoo Sports. Zach, good to have you. It means we're baseball season's here. That's a good start, right? Yeah, spring, I mean, it's snowing in New York where I am, but uh, spring is coming, <laughs> I'm told. Okay, I'm about uh, two miles away from the Diamondback Spring Training Facility, and it's not snowing here, but it is a little chilly for Arizona, but we'll get over it. Uh, let's start with the Diamondbacks. Pitchers and catchers report tomorrow. They've made some offseason additions on the mound and in the field. Uh, where do you think the Diamondbacks stack up right now in the National League? Obviously, they've represented the National League surprisingly in the World Series last year. Yeah, I think the Diamondbacks had a nice uh, offseason. I, you know, they took some of that World Series money, reinvested in a few winning players. I think Eduardo Rodriguez was a big addition to the starting rotation just to give them kind of one more reliable arm. I think you've got to feel pretty good about Gallon, Kelly, and Rodriguez coming into the year as a top three that you pretty much know what you're getting. Uh, and then Brandon Fott looked amazing in the playoffs, so I think it's not crazy to think he could build on that and be a really good major leaguer. Um I liked what they did in the trade market, too. Adding Eugenio Suarez at third base gives them some pop that they could have used more of last year. Uh, and, and Jock Peterson is very much in the same realm in the free agent market. So right now, I'd say the Diamondbacks are pretty clearly the second best team in the NL West uh, by the projections of the systems that have come out so far have them as the second-best team in the NOS to the Dodgers and uh, a very likely wild-card contender. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they were the, the top wild-card team, honestly. Yeah, I watched plenty of the Mariners last year, but I didn't get a very good take on you know Suarez. Is he still a good third baseman, in your opinion, defensively? I think he's he's certainly not a problem. He's not going to be winning the gold glove or uh, astounding you on the regular with his defensive acrobatics, but I, I think he's very playable there, and especially the Diamondbacks have, you know, a couple guys on the infield that they're going to be working with at shortstop, and so if you need a defensive replacement over there, I wouldn't be stunned if you saw Lawler get Jordan Lawler get some time over at third also. Yeah, also the Diamondbacks are, according to MLB.com, still looking to add another bat. They mentioned Adam Duvall, Randall Gritchick, Tommy Pham. Uh, of those three, which one do you think would be the best fit for the Diamondbacks? I kind of like Adam Duvall for them. I, I think his ability to play center is a, a nice touch. Uh, Alec Thomas, up and down, you know, I think he performed pretty well for where he was in his career, but uh, development is just not, not always linear. You don't necessarily know how he's going to continue offensively this year. We know he's a superb defender, but if he really struggled with the bat, it would be nice to have another guy in there who can actually fully play center, which I think Adam Duvall has a, a better grasp on center than either of the other guys. Staying in the National League West, the Dodgers, after last year's uh, quiet for them offseason, uh, certainly spent this uh, offseason, uh, you know, the offseason pass now, uh, starting with Shohei Otani. What do you expect from the Dodgers on the field in 2024? I think you've got to look at them as a 100-plus uh, win team. I mean, that that's the – the bar for success in terms of regular season. I don't even know if there is a bar for success in the regular season for the Dodgers, just because everything is going to be so focused on getting this critical mass together and winning the world series. But 
to the extent there is a bar, I, I think you've got to consider it 100 wins. I, I think the, you know, Otani, Freeman, Mookie Betts, that's going to be a great top of the lineup. Will Smith, Max Muncy, you can go down the list. The lineup is going to be really good. I don't think there's much doubt about that. I think the issue for the Dodgers is just their starting rotation is mm-hmm. – uh, full of uncertainty in one way or the other. You've got Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who's making, who's expected to be an ace-level pitcher, but has has never pitched in America before. You've got a few guys who are high ceiling but high injury prone, like Tyler Glass now, and you've got a bunch of younger guys or guys returning from injury with Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, Walker Bueller. It there's just a lot happening in that rotation, and I, I think it's going to take some work to make that a consistent unit at the first part of the season. We're talking Major League Baseball, spring training starting. Zach Kreiser from Yahoo Sports, currently in the sports zone. The Giants added Bob Melvin, uh, and also in the last 24 hours, apparently they're adding Jorge Soler. Uh, how do the Giants stack up currently in the National League West? I'm not super convinced that the Giants have changed their station much. Uh, I, I was never really of the opinion that Gabe Kapler was the problem there, so much as it's sort of a mediocre platoon based lineup of, you know, there, there's just not a lot of difference makers with the giants, uh, at least on the hitting side. I, they've got a great pitcher in Logan Webb. They've got some pieces, but they really needed a difference maker. They weren't able to get Shohei Otani. Obviously they haven't splurged on any of the really big free agents. Uh, the additions they've made, I don't mind. I think they probably overpaid a little bit, but uh, Jorge Soler is my favorite of the additions they've made just because that park is big. You need real power to get it out of there. And Soler is the type of guy who can do that. I, I think he stands a pretty good chance of being a, a very rare 30 home run hitter on the Giants. So I, I like the addition of Soler. I think they've got a ways to go before they're uh, really threatening even Arizona, I, I think there's a few more wins they need to add before they can claim that. I, I wouldn't hate them as a destination for Matt Chapman, I will say. He, he seems like a decent mm-hmm. fit for them at third base. And obviously there's the Melvin and Chapman connection from their days in Oakland. Uh, that would be another, you know, I assume, a lure for uh, both of them. Uh, the Padres replaced Melvin with Mike Schilt. Uh, they were highly disappointing last season, underachieving, uh, I'm sure many would say, and I wouldn't disagree with that. How do you forecast the Padres right now going into this season? Well, whatever uncertainty the Dodgers pitching staff has, just like multiply that by 10. It's uh, it's really you, Darvish, Joe Musgrove, uh, you know, throw a bunch of dice on the table. It's They lost a ton. They obviously lost Flakes now, who's still on the market, but I don't think anyone thinks he's going back to the, the Padres because of some cash flow limitations there. They lost Josh Hader to the Astros. Be a complete scramble to figure out who besides Darvish and Musgrove is pitching. I think you can safely slot in Michael King, uh, one of the returns in the Juan Soto deal. But beyond that, it, they're really going to have to sort through a bunch of arms to figure out who's, who's there. And on the hitting side, I think the lineup will be pretty good. They, they obviously lost Juan Soto, which is not good, but they are still rolling out Fernando Tatis Jr., who – I expect we'll have an even better season than last year. Xander Bogarts and Manny Machado both dealt with some health things last year. If you get them fully operational, I don't think the lineup will be a problem for them, really. I think they have enough pieces there to make it work, but the pitching 
might be rough three days out of the week. You mentioned Machado. He had the uh, arm surgery. Uh, you know, I think it was elbow, right? Uh, since the end of last year, um, you know, what's uh, is he is he going to be ready for the start of the regular season? I've seen some question as to whether he's going to be ready to play defense at the start of the regular season. He might be a uh, a little bit of uh, like Bryce Harper had, where he can start hitting a little bit before the defense is fully back. So. I don't think we have a full timeline on him yet, but I I wouldn't be shocked if they took it easy on playing him at third to start the season, which Lord knows they have enough infielders to go around, so I don't think that will necessarily be a problem. But uh, I I wouldn't necessarily expect him to be 100% all around at the start of the season, but he should be pretty close. Okay, the rest of the National League. Uh, what were some of the biggest off-season storylines for you, either coming or going, or you know, maybe a team or two that didn't do enough? Yeah, I mean, I'll start with the Braves. I still think they might be the best regular season team in the National League, even with the Dodgers additions. Uh, that would probably not be the case if Otani was able to pitch this season, but since he's not, I think Atlanta probably would still be the favorite to lead the league in wins. And I thought what they did was pretty interesting. They certainly shopped in the starting pitcher reinforcement aisle, which is definitely what they needed to do. I thought it was interesting that they came away with Chris Sale, uh, which was a pretty creative solution. I don't know that Chris Sale can get back to even, you know, 90% of what he was at his peak in Chicago and Boston, but They don't need him to be amazing. They could take five innings of pretty good Chris Sale, and he's going to be their number four starter. Uh, That's a pretty good place for them to be. Uh, Beyond that, I I think the Jared Kelnick addition is a a nice buy-low situation where they might get another long-term player to add to their core. So I like what Atlanta did overall. I think they're still, if not the best team, then definitely the second-best team in the National League. Uh, I think you have to look at, the Cubs as being the the weird team that didn't do enough yet. Uh, I would say they're still going to be in the mix for either Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, one of those guys, but hiring Craig Council, making the big splash on the managerial scene and then doing really not a lot uh, elsewhere is just kind of puzzling. They added Shota Imanaga from Japan, but he's not, projected to be a difference-making pitcher. He's projected more as a middle-of-the-rotation type, which is fine. They, they needed that, but he's not going to put them over the top in that division. And I, I don't think you can look at them and say that they have the best shot at the NL Central. I think they probably would be third for me right now. So that's a pretty weird situation there, and I would expect them to do something else big before spring is over. Who's the best team in the NL Central now, uh, and, and how good is that team? <laughs> I think on I was a little surprised. So the projections from Baseball Prospectus and Fangraphs came out, and the consensus is the Cardinals. I and I think on paper they are the most complete team. You know, they added Sonny Gray, which is a signing I really liked to the top of their rotation, and then they kind of filled in the rest with okay pitchers who can give you innings which I was not inspired by you know Kyle Gibson Lance Lynn I don't think that's going to be good but I think it might be better than what they had before and it's at least major league caliber arms so 
on paper, I see why the Cardinals are the current favorite, and I think the projections peg them around 85 wins, which, I, sure, that makes sense. I, I think that's about right. I think the Brewers have a higher ceiling than the Cardinals. They signed top prospect Jackson Churio, a consensus top five prospect in the sport, to a contract, which means he's going to be on the opening day roster almost certainly. He's going to take over center field. I think they have a lot of young players who could play up uh, even after trading away Corbin Burns. I I think there's some chance the Brewers hit it right and are an 85-win team in that range also with the potential for more. So I I think there's some mix there of you could see the upside with the Brewers. You could see the pretty steady nature of the Cardinals. If you were pronouncing it right now, I think you have to take the Cardinals, but not at a high win total. Talk Major League Baseball with Zach Kreiser from Yahoo Sports. Okay, so we still have some, you know, high, you know, profile free agents out there. Cody Bellinger, Valley product. Also, uh, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery. Uh, where might the, well, first up, why are those guys still available at this time of the, uh, you know, the calendar year, so to speak? Well, some of it's definitely that they're all Scott Boris products, uh, and yeah. he does tend to push his clients later in the cycle. He he doesn't give in and take a a decent contract. He holds out for a really good one. I think it is being exacerbated and might backfire at least for one of these guys because the TV situation is so tricky in major league baseball right now. There's a lot of wrangling about how local networks are going to pay teams and whether they're going to pay. And there's a lot happening on that front. And for instance the texas rangers are one of the teams most affected by that and i think Mm -hmm. the texas rangers are really wanting to re-sign jordan montgomery and are trying to figure out how it fits into their financial picture so i think that's the explanation for at least one or two of the guys i wouldn't be surprised i'll say if matt chapman signs tomorrow uh, which is the day where teams can use their 60-day il's again Uh, So maybe someone who wants Matt Chapman has a full 40-man roster, doesn't want to cut one of their guys, but says, hey, if you can wait till Tuesday, this contract will be on the table. We can make it happen. I I wouldn't be surprised if there's some movement in the next 48 hours, but I think it's getting a little dicey for Blake Snell, especially. Uh, It seems like teams might not be willing to pay as much as his awards and his Uh, you know, his resume suggests he should be worth. And they're going to have to find some sort of middle ground, whether it's a shorter term, higher AAV deal, as if he's an aging pitcher, or he might have to settle for a little bit less than what maybe the two Cy Young resume thought it was, that they probably thought was going to merit. Where's the best fit for Bellinger? It's tricky. I, I don't, think the best fit is the Cubs. I still think he might wind up going back to the Cubs, but they have a superlative defensive center fielder coming up in Pete Crow Armstrong, which is one of Bellinger's safest traits. Uh, The Giants made a lot of sense before they uh, went out to the Korean market and and signed uh, Jung-Hoo Lee. I still think the Astros make some sense. Uh, I think he'd be a nice play for them in center field, but I don't necessarily think that they are looking to spend the amount of money that it would take to get him. So this is kind of a shrug answer for me. I don't actually really have a great idea of where he fits best, to be honest. 
Okay, just general baseball, away from the National League specifically here. Uh, is there a team or two that you think helped itself the most in the offseason other than the Dodgers spending all the money and obviously adding the high-profile pro, high guys, he tried to say? Uh, somebody stand out uh, team-wise that you think really stepped up and, and helped themselves in the offseason here? I think you have to give the Yankees some credit for going pretty dramatically and getting Juan Soto and really – fixing what had been one of the major issues for them, which is after Aaron Judge, no one was hitting in that lineup at a high level. Uh, I I would say that great job for 2024, and at the same time, they put a lot of weight on 2024. The stakes of the season since Soto is entering free agency after this year are just so high. They also declined they, – they kept – Glaber Torres instead of moving him, which is something that people thought they might do, which again, it sets up a really big year this year, and then he's going to hit free agency, and they're going to have to deal with the question of, okay, which of these young players that they hyped up for so long is really going to be a sustainable star for us? Uh, so, in terms of 2024, I think they did a great job. I don't know if it will work at the exact time they need it to but I think it looks like a better team. Uh, the other team I I would credit as doing uh, a big thing is the Baltimore Orioles. They took a while, but they eventually got their guy, Corbin Burns, to uh, an established ace, which is really the only thing you could have said that team needed. Uh, you know, they could use more veteran help uh, to on the lineup, but they're kind of relying on the development of their hitters, which has worked great so far. So going out and getting Corbin Burns without compromising anything of huge value to their future, I, I think that sets them up to be a more confident contender this year. Who's the favorite of the American League right now for you? Uh, that's tough. I – I think the team I'm most confident will be in the playoffs is the Astros. Uh, I'm probably going to say the Astros still. I think it's hard to look up and down and find a team that you're more confident in than them. But I would say that the AL East probably has some better teams. They're just all going to get stuck playing each other. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees, Rays, or Orioles came out and just, you know, won 95 to 100 games and turned out to be the best team in the American League. But I think the Astros have to be the favorite as the most likely team to be there at the end. Zach, always good talking to you. Look forward to chatting uh, over the last, uh, over the next, I should say, uh, several months. Thanks. Yep. Good to talk to you. Our pleasure. Zach Kreiser from Yahoo Sports. Read all his stuff and all the baseball info at yahoosports.com. So good there. I'm pretty fired up now. I was pretty fired up anyway. I'm a baseball guy. Uh, So we'll get to a little more on that in the next segment, in fact. 